In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Madam Speaker... Madam Vice President. You want to hang out with us? You get your vaccine. Vaccine, vaccine. And so I went to Human Resources. There are some things I just can't tell you uh, on air. The Betches Sup Podcast. A woman's problem, if you will. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Hi, Elise. Thanks for holding Hi. down the fort. You're back. I'm back. Finally. How was your vacation? It was lovely. It was great. It was very, very hot. And I don't do well in the heat, as I think we've discussed. <laughs> but that's bare, That's like my sole complaint. It was lovely. <laughs> I hadn't done like a hard, a hard opt out in the news or work in a very long time. And I just I just went for it. It feels good. Yeah, it's it, great. It needs to be done. And it I needs think, to be done. Well, you'll hear from the listeners, but I think we did all right. Yes, you everybody were very, did. You were deeply missed. Everybody, I, think- I, I mean, I appreciate that, but everything sounded great. Everything sounded perfect. <laughs> I was so excited I am to glad be able to listen. There wasn't any serious uh, crises, right? Serious crises in U.S. news and politics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was nothing. There, there was no January sixth type situation. Oh my god! Occurred. Can you imagine? Especially, I was worried because at the. I mean, I don't know if it was um, for Mexico or the resort but or the United States, but if, if I got COVID there, I would have had to stay in the resort for two weeks, which uh, would have been. I mean, I guess worse things could happen. Definitely worse things could happen. Yeah, I would have. Um, yeah, definitely worse places to stay. But I was happy to be reporting from here and not there. Absolutely. <laughs> and absolutely. I'm very grateful for the Texas uh, Democrats for giving me an easy story to ease right into. Yes, this is actually I feel I I was like, oh, I'm so glad that Amanda's back so we can talk about the Texas Democrats. Me too. It feels good. I think they did do this for me. Yes, 100 percent to welcome you back to the United States. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They fled their own state. So what is going on with this? So this feels like deja vu, but Texas State House Democrats left the state yesterday in an effort to block Republicans from passing a restrictive new voting law during a special legislative session. In so doing, once again, they've denied that chamber a quorum, so they can't move forward on debating bills that would restrict voting rights or any of the other conservative priorities and nonsense they had on the agenda. So we remember that Texas Democrats did this in May, forcing forcing Governor Greg Abbott to call them back for this special session. But the last legislative session they walked out of had only hours left. This one has 27 days left, and it doesn't end until August 7th. So these lawmakers have to stay out of Texas until then. If they enter Texas and the session is called to order, state police can arrest them and force Ah. them to appear in the legislature. That's according to the state constitution. And Greg Abbott has been doubling down on that and even suggesting that he will try other ways to uh, enforce this. Oh, my God. What's immediately coming to mind is like a Carmen Sandiego type like show or game where Greg Abbott is trying to round up and locate like all of these Texas Democrats and like bring them back into the borders of tech, like 
lure yes. them back to the board. He just hires like line. he hires like legit bounty hunters to just go get like these just very nice state representatives who are like <laughs> actually just like doctors and dentists and teachers and professors and they're just being chased. Yeah, it's I mean it's very funny. It feels very old school in a way like okay so they're just gonna leave i mean i love that they're doing it i support it wholeheartedly yeah i mean it is interesting that governor greg abbott is so furious about this and he's yelling at them and saying he's gonna go round them up and i don't think he said a gosh darn thing when ted cruz went to mexico during a a fucking winter storm that killed children no, but also it, it, the whole thing feels like the most Texas thing for it to be like now that it's going gonna, it's gonna to come down to like a weird chase. Like, <laughs> truly. And I mean, I can't I can't stop thinking about how like this sounds like a stunt, but it's like it sounds like something that like Gen Z activists would do. But these are like people with families and children. This isn't like fun for them to have to do this. This isn't like a fun little stunt. Like they don't want to be doing this. They have jobs, they have kids, they have shit to do, but they feel like they have no other choice. So as we said, they have to stay out of Texas for the entire session. The last time Texas Democrats did this, it was in 2003 and it was to halt redistricting. But back then, one of the Democratic legislatures ultimately returned and gave the legislators (laughs) a quorum. Okay, I don't want to like, I don't want to be rude, but I want I we need to hear that reason why exactly. <laughs> I want to investigate that further. And I just know, like really yeah, it's like, it might have been a good reason. Maybe it was like someone was sick, they had to go back. That's kind of because otherwise to be the one person that returns feels <laughs> I know that feels brutal. So Greg Abbott and other Texas Republicans have accused Democrats of running from a fight in a way that is decidedly un-Texan. Everybody is claiming to be a, a better Texan in this in this current fight, which is that's like how everything goes in Texas <laughs> is like I mean, it be, always becomes a fight about like who's actually representing Texas. And I think that the the house reps who have chosen to be outlaws are representing Texas better than the lawmen at home. 100%. (laughs) They're staying home cozy in their beds. So 50 of the state's 67 democratic reps took this trip. The flight to DC was paid for by the Texas democratic party, which is also paying for accommodations. Uh, Beto O'Rourke did a lot of the fundraising. He got the goods. That's important because there are already people claiming falsely that they made the trip on taxpayers' dollars. That is not correct. You can certainly make an argument that there's a better use of the party's money, but this is what they're doing with it. And it seems to be making an impact. I think it's fun. I love it, too. I love it, too. (laughs) You know what? I I was about to say I have no stake in this, but I just realized that I actually have a $5 monthly Act Blue donation to the Texas Democrats. So I actually do have a stake in it and I am happy. You just paid for their dollars for them to fly to D.C. and annoy people. Get a side of avocado with their room service. That's on me. Absolutely. You take it. (laughs) (laughs) So what are they going to do on their forced 27 day vacation? They'll be on Capitol Hill today and hope to spend the next few weeks in D.C. making themselves visible and available to Senate moderate Democrats. Like, literally, they're going to they're going to troll them like they're going to annoy them. I saw one of them this morning, took a picture of them all on a bus like we're getting ready to go annoy Congress. That is the idea, specifically to Senate moderate Democrats who thus far have not signaled interest in reforming the filibuster to pass voting rights protections. So I don't know, maybe Kirsten Sinema will bother to meet with them this time while they are like refugees from their state legislature (laughs) risking arrest the moment they go back. (laughs) 
I do like also the image of all these Texas Democrats kind of going on a traditional D.C. field trip, (laughs) hitting all the museums. I really do. I hope that in addition to pestering moderate Democratic senators into doing uh, their constitutional duty, I hope that they do also get to see the sites. As you know, I am a D.C. girl. Um, We should make them a travel guide, like sites to see, spots to hit up while you have fled your state. Yeah. I think they should go out in Adams Morgan. I think that would be fun. I think they should, you know, I hope that they make the most of their time of this 27 days in D.C. And they find time to also have a little fun. Yes, exactly. As long as they do not step foot back in Texas. No, do not step foot. As long as 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 the fun doesn't somehow end them back up in the state of Texas. Precisely. Nobody, like, get hurt. And then you've got to go back to Texas to, like, see your special doctor. Everybody Mm -hmm. stay in a bubble. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So why are they doing this now? Of course, because it's a special session, but let's talk about uh, what's in these bills again. So they were recently voted out of committee, again, like in the middle of the night, so these make casting mail-in ballots harder. They ban drive-through voting centers and 24-hour voting, which would be a huge impediment to a lot of people who use that in 2020. I mean, Texas, we know, had just unbelievable turnout, especially among mm-hmm. young people. 
It would also empower poll watchers to basically intervene and accuse people of things. It would make it easier for courts to overturn election results and effectively outlaw Black churches' souls to the polls push. Another provision would increase criminal penalties for voting mistakes. So this is something that's causing a ton of alarm. Do you remember a couple of years ago, we, we were hearing a lot about Crystal Mason. She yes. was a, a Texas woman who accidentally did not know that because she was formerly incarcerated and not completed uh, probation or parole or, or had fees paid, she did cast a provisional ballot. She was invited to do that and then eventually was sentenced to five years in prison and is serving those. So oh. this is happening again. And these these provisions would make those criminal penalties even more intense. So if somebody accidentally votes while on parole, you're in like huge trouble. So just last week, yeah. Texas Attorney like, General, who are the people that are sorry, but it's just like, who are the people that we know are disproportionately incarcerated in this country who might have fines, who might have fees, who are going to be scared away from this? Like, it's so obvious what all uh, of this yeah. stuff is. The poll watcher thing is very scary to me because like, you know, they're going to racially profile people at the polls. And then, yeah, I'm just like, it's going to become it's going to become a, a yell at black and brown people brigade or or mm -hmm. young people who you think look liberal like, you know. Yeah, I heard this was happening a bit, even during like the New York primary. I mean, I don't think there were there aren't a lot of Republicans in New York City, but I was reading about somebody's experience as a poll watcher. And she was saying that the Republicans like. I can't remember how she said she could tell. Oh, she could tell because they would just volunteer it. And then mm -hmm. they would just be like, why aren't you asking for my address? Why didn't you ask for his address? Like pointing at a person of color. And this is basically going to empower those people to do that. And I feel like this is a perfect example of what you were talking about. The like disproportionate incarceration is going to have such a chilling effect on voting. So just last week, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, I guess he's got nothing the fuck better to do, had a man arrested for accidentally voting. Mm -hmm. This man, his name is Harvest Rogers, and he went pretty viral. He was on the news for waiting online until one in the morning on Super Tuesday to exercise a right that he thought he had and that others like him in other states do. So those are people who have been formally incarcerated specifically on felony convictions. So Mr. Rogers, he spent Mr. Rogers, Harvest Rogers spent 25 years in prison for burglary and attempted theft. I don't know. I mean. That just seems crazy. Yeah. Of time. It's another conversation. Yeah. And he, but he's been out for 16 years already after serving 25 and his parole was set to end just three months after he cast his primary vote. This man did his time. He's been out for 16 years, three months away from being able to vote with no problem. He's being charged with legal voting and his bail has been set at a hundred thousand dollars. It's really so wild sad. shit. Like, it's this just is like, it, <laughs> it's horrible. It's, it's so, so transparent. And you're right. That is designed to make every person who has ever had a serious encounter with the criminal justice system not want to bother because exactly hundred thousand dollars for violating. Oh, terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, there are so many traps that are set up for formerly incarcerated people and people with felony convictions in general. Like they have to do so much. Uh random crap to avoid not being reincarcerated. There was a story recently about a woman who's like 74 years old and she missed a call from her parole officer because she was in a computer class, like learning yeah. how to type and they re they reincarcerated her. And then like, I, I think that they actually got le like released mm -hmm. her now, but it's really crazy. And 
What Texas wants to do is add voting to the list of very, very risky activities for these people and make it so that it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, you better know for sure that you're allowed to vote because if not, like we're going to come for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, luckily, the ACLU is representing Rogers, but there are millions of people like him who do who won't have that access, who could run into this issue. And this is how it is in a lot of states. Um, Florida, it's a big problem. But right now, Texas does not even notify people if they are eligible to vote after parole or if they need to do anything else. A 2007 law would have required it. But Governor Rick Perry at the time vetoed it. What? kind of monster is like, no, we're not going to, we're not even going to tell them. We're not even going to tell them. I mean, I know, I guess the idea is it takes more people and processes, but I mean, mm-hmm. it because it's, because it's truly designed. It's truly designed that way. Like in, in Florida, which, you know, they voted to give felons the right to vote, but like Florida Republicans are doing everything that they possibly can to like, not allow that to actually go into place. But like, at least in the prior system there was also just like there was no way to know what fees you owe there are all these fees you had to play but there's no database to tell you what the fees actually are so that's another way of doing it is it's like okay you can vote but you haven't paid this fee but also you can never know if you have a fee or whatever and we're not going to tell you but we're also going to hold you responsible for the information yeah a lot of response i hear to some of these voting laws is that like it is and i think We'll talk about President Biden's going to talk about this later today. And I think what he's going to focus on is like how to rally people to overcome these things and to take all the steps, as many barriers as they place in front of us, like to just keep overcoming them and, you know, to like get your ballot weeks and months ahead of time, like pay for expedite all that, all of that stuff. But it's like you can't even find out even if you want to do, even if you are willing to take every single step in some states, you can't even find access. Florida admitted during this election that it has during the last election that it has no way of telling people yeah. what they owe. There is no way to calculate that. Like, obviously, I'm going to wait until Biden makes his speech, but you can't ask people who have gone to jail to risk going back. Like your government needs to step like we that's why I love what these Texas Democrats did, because it's it's that dire. It's I'm leaving my state and I'm not coming back. It's that big of a deal. And you can't ask people to (laughs) try to go back to jail to be put on a hundred thousand dollar bail because of a law that should never have been allowed to go into place like it's all beautiful and well and good to say we have to overcome these laws. And there's obviously a large part of me that believes that and any any law that I can combat that goes into place, I'm going to do it. But at the same time, like you can't ask people to put their freedom on the line like that when you won't even like say what you actually think about the filibuster. Yes, exactly. For <laughs> I mean, I just can't stop thinking about the fact that this man committed his crime 40 fucking years ago and, and now he tries to vote. After 40 years. Yeah, that's the thing. That's like how it's designed too. is it? It's a trap forever. It's designed to keep you forever and ever. And I just have to clarify that H.R. 1 uh, would have provisions that restore voting rights to all people with a criminal conviction. So there I feel like that's an aspect of this that is not getting as much attention or urgency. But yeah, yeah. I mean, next we'll talk about if urgency and attention even matters with this, which is where we're back here again. (laughs) My favorite stop. (laughs) 
So as we mentioned, President Biden is making a speech on voting rights in Philadelphia today. He will urge people, as I said, to overcome this un-American trend and meet the moment through turnout and education. Vice President Kamala Harris also publicly supported the Texas Democrats' effort. She also said something like fighting for voting rights is as American as apple pie, which like by the, I don't know, transit property, that means like, yeah, because suppressing voting rights is as American, is as, American as, as, as apple pie. Yeah, that's so true. like... <laughs> So both the president's speech and the Texas Democrats dramatic move are designed to drum up attention. But as Elise mentioned, Biden has yet to come out in favor of reforming the filibuster. In fact, has sort of maintained like, no, I don't think so. I'm good. So some Texas Democrats have specifically asked Congress to consider a narrow reform of the filibuster for voting rights and democracy reform. And Rep. James Clyburn is on board with this of South Carolina. So his endorsement pretty much gave Biden the nomination. So whenever he is going to ask Biden for something, it, it gets attention and we have to pay attention. So he's also starting to put pressure on the administration to publicly support something like this. So he thinks that Biden should endorse a narrow exception to the filibuster when it comes to legislation that basically like protects constitutional rights, such as voting. So very, very narrow. So I guess why why do they think this time Democrats in Congress can like suddenly overcome this gridlock? What what might be different? I don't I know. I don't know (laughs) that maybe Joe Manchin would be okay with doing this narrow thing because he still gets to play his Joe Manchin card most of the time. Um, So maybe that would entice him. And since the last time the Supreme Court basically was like, yeah, Georgia can do whatever you guys can pass restrictive voting laws. So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's also true. Like the courts have kind of made it pretty clear that they're not going to take this one. Um, So maybe that will persuade him. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you think I always get frustrated with this like debate because I don't know, you know, I'll see headlines that are like left-leaning groups put pressure on Schumer and put pressure on all these people. It's like, what is Chuck Schumer supposed to do? What is Joe Biden supposed to do? If Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, it's like, but, but those are the people that are going to be held electorally responsible if this doesn't change. Yeah. And it just, it feels <laughs> it feels extremely, extremely frustrating. I mean, I think that Joe Biden uh, is probably in the best position to convince Joe Manchin. I know that from what I've read, Joe Manchin has a lot of respect for Joe Biden. Yeah. Maybe there's I, there's always probably stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, but like it just feels it's so discouraging that every single time we just end up in the same place, which is that there's just this handful of people who don't want to do it for some reason. And they feel, I mean, literally their his statements are always like, no, no way. Never yeah. read my lips. I live on a boat. Like, <laughs> right. I, 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 I agree that I think there, I think Biden has some muscle left for, for mansion that yeah. I hope to hear him start to use. Yeah, it's really because... up to him, like, and I know that there isn't anything he can do to force him. But at the same time, like the Joe Biden was elected to because he's this like man of the Senate, because he could supposedly bring people together and get shit done. And like. He needs to bring people together and get shit done. 
Right. And there's I mean, this idea, because also Republicans in Texas have been saying like, well, that's just like them to like run away and not stay here and fight. It's like the Republicans aren't going to give them anything. They haven't yet. They want the point of this bill. It's all a lie. Like there's no negotiation for them. There's nothing. There is nothing that is pointless. Like I, I, I just what do you think the negative outcome would be of Joe Biden coming out publicly in favor of some sort of narrow filibuster reform that Republicans could just instantly spin him as like, oh, there it is. His his like promise of bipartisanship was a lie. And here, as soon as there was a problem, he dropped it. Honestly, it's like they're already saying that. So it's hard to even to think that I think that maybe. Maybe his concern is that if it doesn't go through, it makes him look bad. Like if he actually (laughs) said it and then it didn't happen and they like put his cards on the table and they weren't picked up by Joe Manchin. So maybe that's what he's afraid of. But it's also like. I don't know. Again, I want the energy of these Texas Democrats like we need to do some we need to do some shit. And like the presidents that he supposedly looks up to, like FDR and all these people, they did crazy shit. (laughs) They would like, you know, shake shit up and, you know, FDR did try to pack the courts. Totally. He did. Like, and it didn't, it wasn't like successful, but he went, he, he went there, you know, yeah. and I'm just, I'm I, it, seeing the Texas Democrats go there feels good. And I, I think it's time for the rest of our leaders to go there. If that's yeah. who they really want to be modeling their, you know, their shit after. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, like, it just is going to give you a much better historic shine if it's like, and then Democrats narrowly reform the filibuster just a smidge, just as a treat to save democracy. And they have yeah. to do it this summer. Otherwise, like, I think if it doesn't get done by fall, then the registering goes forward, all of that. But it's like, exactly. They gotta so do it's, something. You know, I don't know. Figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, shake him. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I, I mean, again, like, like you said, I am glad I had. Honestly, I kind of had given up on this, like after it died, after it died in the Senate, it it felt like it just went away. And I am really happy that Texas Democrats are keeping it alive. And I do wonder if Greg Abbott calls another session, if they'll just do this again and again and again. Yeah, I mean, it's keeping the issue in the news in a major way, which is really good. Um, And I am happy that it's like, even though it died, like, quote unquote, died in the Senate, like there's the conversation is still being continued yeah and they're still clearly looking for like legislative paths forward and they're not just going to be like oh we had that vote and now it's dead which i feel like does sometimes happen mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and it keeps the attention of people like us to keep the pressure like i said yeah. i had thought it was dead and now i am reanimated by the fact that they're doing this to put yes. the presser back on now it's time for our buzzworthy news segment brought to you by dame Putting the buzz in all the right places, their toys for sex are making the world a happier place, one vulva at a time. Today's buzzworthy news headline is Paris Hilton will be getting her own cooking show on Netflix. Can you believe it? The six hour series called Cooking with Paris, Simple Recipes from the Kitchen of Paris Hilton will air on August 4th. Sorry. The six-episode series called Cooking with Paris, Simple Recipes from the Kitchen of Paris Hilton will air on August 4th and be based on Paris's YouTube series of the same name. Last year, six million people watched Paris on YouTube struggle to make a lasagna. Did you catch that video? (laughs) No, I never did, but it is very funny for her to call it Simple Recipes from the Kitchen of Paris Hilton. And like, it 
she knows what she's doing. Yes. She's always like winking at you and like playing. I like how her, her name is in is in there twice. Cooking uh-huh. with Paris. I think it was a massive lost opportunity not to do the, the great Parisian bake off. That's true. There could have been maybe more of a play on like Parisian food, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they will be a, there will be an episode. So yeah. she will welcome a group of friends to join her as guests. That is very, very exciting. I would die for a Nicole Richie Paris Hilton reunion, making some making some gnocchi or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, I watching them struggle through any task and we all learned is a delight. An absolute delight. So Paris is having something of a reintroduction after the release of the documentary. This is Paris. Again, Paris, the name, which shined a light on her really traumatic experience at a reform school in Utah and effort to protect teens from some of the abuse she experienced. So we love a woman with range. This is awesome. I'm Mm -hmm. loving Paris having a renaissance. I think she deserves it. The Paris. Um, The Paris. How many times do we think she'll say that's hot throughout the course of her cooking? Oh, my God. She's going to say it. I mean, she's going to say it every episode. Absolutely. Every episode. Personally, I would like Kathy Hilton's weed brownie recipe, because if you've been watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this year, you know, she's got one. So I like haven't been watching it, but I've been made aware that she is. She's a looney tune. She is a looney tune. She's baked, I think. (laughs) I mean, she's in California. She's in. Exactly. You do you, Kathy. I get my weed from California. (laughs) I definitely hope that she and all of her siblings will be a guest star. That was our buzzworthy news brought to you by Dame. Personally, I am super into the Eva 2. It tucks in and is completely hands-free. Partners optional. They also have the palm, which is super soft and bendy and has five different intensities. To feel the buzz, you can try Dame for yourself by visiting dameproducts.com slash sup. You can learn more and take the quiz to find out which vibe or product will be the perfect fit. Plus, all new customers will get 15% off their first order on dameproducts.com slash sup. That's D-A-M-E. P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S dot com slash sup. That is our show. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Batches.